right, all right. Welcome to another exciting episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demion. And today I'm reporting to you live from the McDonald's parking lot. Nothing special going on here. Some bland, lukewarm coffee. Five sugars, five creams. 16-year-old girl at the drive-thru delivering poor service. But we're not going to let that destroy the mood. We're going to keep the train pushing. Because we have some great content for you today. I uh, just finished listening to a book by Oprah Winfrey. It's called The Path is the Way or The Path Made Clear, something along that line. I'm going to share a little little kusochik, a little piece uh, of insight that she put on there. Basically, she said one line and it just kind of sparked this, this flood of um, thoughts. And I was going to share a few of them with you and let you know how you can apply that to your English journey. So let's go ahead and take the sip. Again, hopefully your coffee is better than mine. I'm sip, sitting here with this McCafe. Nothing special about it, but let's get into it. Okay, so let's see. Let's let's just go ahead and get the um, the correct name of this book here, just in case any of you guys want to follow along or go listen to it. Uh, it's an audio book. It's only about two min, uh, two hours and fifty five minutes long. Definitely something worth taking a listen to. Uh, I don't think you need the highest level of English to understand it, um, but you do need to know English. So, Oprah Winfrey, as you know, she is a well-known woman, female billionaire, successful businesswoman who has accomplished many things in her journey and is still blazing trails uh, for many women in the world, business leaders, young business people. Um, I think she's someone we could all learn a lot from. Now, you don't have to, you know, try to be like Oprah or anything like that. But um, when she drops jewels, drops nuggets, because you got to think of all the people that she talks to in her day to day. She's she has access to people we can't touch. People will will never see. Maybe you'll see them on TV, but you won't be having tea, eating pizza, sharing a joke with these people in the line at the store. Uh, so the book is called Oprah Winfrey, The Path Made Clear. I guess it's discovering your life purpose or something like that, but the path made clear. There's two hours and 55 minutes and 19 seconds of Oprah. Solid, solid book. Now, the reason I'm also recommending that is just because it's clear English, it's good for your listening, and enrichment for your life. Inside this book, she makes the comment about climbing your Kilimanjaro. Now, only Oprah is going to come up with something like that, climbing your Kilimanjaro. Now, we all know Mount Kilimanjaro is a mountain, as with Mount Everest and other mountains out there. Where she's going with this is the fact that when you want to take on something in life or something you want to accomplish in your career, a marriage, kids, you want to raise a child, whatever you want to do, whatever your dream is, your vision, it's similar to a mountain. Now, when you look at a mountain from a distance, it looks like it's just up and over, right? Clear. You can see mountaintop after mountaintop. It's just up, over, up, over. Nice and smooth. Maybe there's a little snow cap on the top. Nothing serious about it, right? But what happens when you get to the, to the foot of the mountain, right? You're at the bottom of the mountain now. You see how grand this mountain is, and you're looking up. It's just rocky edges, 
snags. Maybe there's a few goats up there. Maybe there's eagles flying around the top. Maybe it's perilous. Maybe you look and you're like, there's a drop off. There's hanging branches and it's just, it's slick on one side. There's no traction, right? Looks like it's a straight up vertical climb, 90 degrees straight up. And you're like, there's no freaking way. Or, or you realize that no one jumps over a mountain. You take it one step at a time. So if you're at the bottom of your mountain and you take a step, okay, you feel the gravel on your feet. It starts to, starts to move and slither. And maybe you slip on the first step, slip face first right into the side of the mountain. Boom, right? What do you do? Sit there and cry? No. You grab a Band-Aid? You could. Or you get up, dust yourself off, and you keep going. And then you take another step. And you take another step. Oh, there's a snake. Take another step. You slip. Take another step. There's a branch. Grab it. Pull yourself up. Okay? Now you've just cleared 10 feet of this mountain, right? You keep going. You keep going. Oh, now all of a sudden there's no there's nowhere to turn. You got to go back to go back up. So you could say, well, this, this mountain sucks. Or you go back, you find another way to get up higher. There's nothing wrong with going back a little bit if it's to get to the next level. Maybe you missed something along the way. When you were pulling up on that branch, moving up so quick, you missed that little softer path that kind of cleared that obstruction, right? Or that gave you a, a smoother ascent. So the thing is, there's no straight path up a mountain. You're going to have to feel your way through. It's not something that somebody could tell you, well, you step to the left, take three steps to the right, you jump over this, you jump over that. This is a mountain. You're going to have to find your way, your footing. How the mountain felt that day they were on the mountain, it's going to be different when you get up there. Maybe they're a size 10, you're a size 7, right? Maybe they got 13s, you got 9s. So you're going to have to move up the mountain as it fits you. Let's take a sip before we get too lost in the weeds and then we'll come back to it. All right, so parking lot's filling up a little bit here, but we're gonna keep, keep the ball bouncing. So as we're talking about this Kilimanjaro, climbing your Kilimanjaro, now let's relate it to what we're doing with English. Now, if English was a mountain, right, Chinese, learning Chinese was a mountain, learning French was a mountain, Portuguese, but we're talking about English, right? You look at English, you're looking at this big mountain, this big test. So let's just say you're at ground zero of English. No exposure to it in high school, middle school, elementary school. You know nothing about the English language. And somebody says, hey, I want to learn English. You're like, what? You're looking at the mountain, this grand mountain, right? Full of adjectives, adverbs, phrasal verbs, speech, lectures, behaviors, culture. There's this, uh, an endless list of things to learn in this mountain of English. Now, you look at the mountain and you see the people on top, they're speaking, they're laughing, you know, they're dreaming, they're thinking in English. Now, you're at the bottom of the mountain, or maybe you're not even at the foot of the mountain, you're just looking at it, looking up and seeing all those people up there talking, having conversations, working, building businesses, making relationships, having kids, doing everything in English, right? Cooking, recipes, reading any book, War and Peace, The Great Gatsby, whatever floats your boat, they're doing it in English at the top of the mountain. Now you're down here and you can barely say, hi, my name is Steve, right? So that could be daunting. That could be daunting. And a lot of people, they say, you know, it's not even worth it. 
I got to go through all that. I got to watch all those films. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. That's what they did. Maybe your path is different, but you still got to go up the mountain if you want to have the success, right? So how do you get up there? You take one step at a time. Maybe your first step is learning how to say hello. Maybe your second step is learning how to tell the time in English. Maybe your third step is learning how to introduce your family. Fourth step, learning how to say your birthday. Fifth step, congratulating somebody at a wedding. Sixth step, read, excuse me, reading a children's story. Seventh step, watching a cartoon. Thirteenth step, reading a comic book, right? Now, here's the thing. As you're stepping up this mountain, you're higher than the, than the next person who's at the bottom of the mountain, right? Now, they're like, well, dang, this guy's reading comic books or this girl's, you know, introducing herself. She can say her name in English and somebody down there who hasn't even started the journey who thinks it's still too big of a task to take on you know they're looking in awe at what you're accomplishing while you're you've got your eyes on the prize you're heading higher up the mountain because you know there's more to learn now what happens in this ascent right in this journey of english as with any goal people get to points where they call it a plateau so they say my learning curve is plateaued where it becomes kind of smooth it becomes kind of flat but what that does is just kind of reinforces the foundation. So you have to appreciate those moments. You hit that plateau, it's reinforcing the foundation. Okay, these are the things I know. But to get to the next level, maybe there's a few more things that I need to learn, go through. So let's say you've been walking up this mountain. And yeah, you had a couple slips, a couple bumps and scrapes, a few snakes, this, that. And everything's great. Now you're going up this mountain and it stops. Now there's a... Uh, a big boulder, right? Big boulder in front of where you need to go up this mountain. How do you get around the boulder? You go over to the right, you're going to fall off. Go over to the left, it's just a dead end. You don't have a grappling hook. So what do you do? Now you could turn around, go back down the mountain, get a grappling hook and come back up. You could. Or you could get creative. You could think, how do I get around this boulder? Maybe you go through the boulder. Maybe you devise something. Or maybe you look at the goats that are just jumping around. Doom, doom, doom. And you see their feet, the way their feet are shaped. And you notice how they're just kind of gripping into the side of these rocks, holding on. This big-ass, you know, animal holding on to these rocks. Like, how are they doing it? That thing weighs, you know, 230 pounds easy. And it's sitting here on this little rock. You, 150, 160 pounds, sitting there trying to figure it out. So maybe now you start using your fingers to place them inside of the holes in the mountain, the little grooves in the mountain, to pull yourself up and over the boulder till you can get to the other side. So you've had to adapt to the situation. But there will be many moments like this in your journey to climb your Kilimanjaro. Right. We could sit here and veg off this all day, but uh, we're not going to do that. I'm going to leave that to you to go on YouTube, find that book uh, by Oprah Winfrey, uh, The Path Made Clear, and kind of get some of those insights that she had in there. But I just wanted to give you a little bit and show you how you could apply that to your English journey. So climb your Kilimanjaro. Take another sip.
One more thing I will say before I get off here is this is another reason why I always talk about reading books. Because when you read a book, you get information, you get insight that you can share. Now, this book will be in English if you choose to accept this mission, right? Now, when you retell what you've learned in the book, will you do it in English or are you going to do it in your native tongue? I would say do it in English. Because if you understood it in English, you should talk about it in English, right? Right. I'll talk to you later. See you in the next one.